I V M. You're listening to TFG Football. Hello and welcome to another episode of TFG Indian Football Podcast. Interesting times, as usual. This is Indian football. Every week, something or the other happens uh, on and off the field that requires uh, uh, in-detail analysis uh, and review and discussion. Uh, Kevin is uh, here, as always. But one thing, dude, uh, you know, we talk about a lot of negative stuff, or a lot of, uh, you know, uh, debated uh, issues that are happening around Indian football. One thing where there will be no, you know, dissection and counterpoints or something like that. One thing that's pure joy and a, and a moment of celebration uh, is Sunil Chetri is playing 150 games, competitive games for Bengaluru FC today. And uh, I mean, can you imagine how long has it been? He joined in 2013 and uh, it's been uh, just five years of legendary delivery, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, as enormous as he has been to the national team, team he's, you know, just uh, doing uh, is exactly the same role for Bengaluru FC, you know, uh, like the anchor uh, for the board. He, he is, you know, that man who is ever dependable, ever delivering. And, you know, it just goes without saying that uh, he is the man for, for Bengaluru FC as he is for India. It just... So we, we talk about uh, short-term successes, uh, consistent results, consistent performances, and that is Sunil Chetri for 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 club and country. He's loyal to to the, to the club that he plays for. You know, he's it's not the first club that he's you know he's given his all for. Mm-hmm. And uh, coming back to India and choosing a club uh, that has just started in his nascent stage, and he stuck to it. You know, he he is he is one man who who, who knows you know if he's giving his all for one club, it's going to be delivering. And that goes without saying, his his performances are equal to the club's performances. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, part of it, it you know, part of it is a little bit sad because, uh, of course, he started his career at Mohan Bagan. He never really uh, had the kind of delivery for uh, that club as he had uh, for uh, you know, Churchill or uh, Bengaluru FC. Uh, maybe you know part of part of that was due to injury. Part of that was he was too young. He was starting out, uh, but so many things have happened in this man's career. You know, he's he's gone out, put himself out there, just uh, you know going going out there and testing himself in uh, conditions where very few Indian players go. And uh, it's 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 amazing to see. It's it's not just about you know playing 150 games for a club in Indian football. That's a big deal because players move around so much. You play 150 games for a, a club, you're close to legend status. And of course, he is a legend yeah, in, in in the national team in Bengaluru FC. But it's it's just this is brilliant. I think one of the reasons why he he just became so immersed with the club was that. Uh, when he when he left India, you know, went and played uh, in US. Uh, he went to Sporting Club de Portugal. Uh, came back. He was, yeah, I think, it was it was Churchill Brothers. He was back on loan after failing to make it into the first uh, first team over there. Uh, he he was in a very different level. And same thing happened with Gurpreet as well. When he went to Europe and uh, tried his hand at a, a tough team uh, and uh, had to fight for his position every day. He comes back and he was playing for national team. He came back and played for Bengaluru FC. 
his game was at a very different level which is what happened with uh, him there he comes back and plays for churchill brothers and uh, churchill brothers won the league that season sunil chetri played a very important part in that and then you know he got scooped up by bengaluru fc and uh, he was the top scorer uh, when uh, they won the league that season for them he was the top scorer and just just at the debut season uh, he helped them win the title and how much seriously how how much that would have altered the course of history had bengaluru fc not won the title because just a young club obviously nobody would uh, you know find fault if they took four five years to get adjusted and uh, then uh, start challenging for the title but just going out there and immediately winning it it set bengaluru fc apart uh, it set the club culture apart and it was an affirmation for everybody that what they were doing was working they were getting fans uh, the club was running smoothly you know and and the stuff they all talk about is uh, the club is a family and all that stuff all that was affirmed by the success on the field and for that they needed a leader and uh, here here sunil chetri who, who spent outside india for a while and and uh, even gurpreet has talked about it you miss home you miss not just your actual home but having that emotional anchor at a club because you you don't feel uh, you, you know you you don't feel the amount of uh you know celebrated or and treasured or whatever or given the amount of respect that you get here you know and uh, and i think he missed that he and when he found it in bengaluru fc that's what became everything because he realized this is what i've been looking for all my life and uh you know he delivered for that club he's he's to but, make it make yeah. to make it even more interesting you no know, this this club will not come out from kolkata when you come out from kolkata it's easy to to get on the bandwagon okay yes we are we are a kolkata club so we have a rich uh, tradition uh, history with us and it's easy to sell through you no know, mm. coming in from a state where there's not got you no know, huge amount of uh, history backing them a uh, lot not not a lot about our success that can you know get into the mainstream easily mm. so they tried something uh, in a way that no other indian club has done uh, they were brave enough and uh, to have you know to take that brave and bold step you get someone to look uh, relate to in, in in terms of quality in terms of leadership mm-hmm. and sunil chetri was the right man to you know uh, have him uh, to t- to go ahead in this revolution that they came up with yeah well uh, you know it it actually helps in a way not having a history because then sunil chitra becomes a part of the pioneering generation and he's the main inspiration whereas in east bengal or mohan bagan he'll just be you know compared to uh, 100 strikers that had come and you know gotten them trophies so he just becomes another uh, man in that uh, long line uh, but yeah this this is how it's done you know i, I was speaking to a couple of uh, neroka players just off handedly a couple of uh, days back and uh they have played in other indian clubs before they were talking about this that uh, you know when when you are playing for neroka you feel this uh you know idea that you are breaking barriers every single time and uh, it it it's special you are setting records you are being cherished by an entirely new community that has been exposed to top division football and and the same thing uh, happened uh, with sunil chetri i'm sure uh, at bengaluru fc and all other all the other uh players who were part of those uh, you know original 2 3 years of uh, the, the you know ashwamedh that the bengaluru fc did on indian football uh, it maybe it's still going on they're still at uh, you know they 
they're, they're about second in the ISL table. They will be uh, if if they win tonight. Uh, they're facing Bengal, uh, Delhi Dynamos. So there's a chance they will win tonight, and uh, you know they will go to the top of the table. So maybe that Ashwamedh is still going on, and what a leader to have uh, in Sunil Chetri for that. Uh, so, dude, any any favorite moments of Sunil Chetri in Bengaluru FC jersey? It is difficult to spot one because you know it's been full of moments that has defined uh, the, that revolution we talk about, mm. and you know, just sticking by it, you know, the the best part. Uh, uh, for Bengaluru FC and Sunil Chetri, and uh, it's that final that they got through. You know that that mm. that pain that we when when we saw you know in the Indian club there uh, right up there so close and yet you know not being able to get the handle the trophy. That you know that that was the best moment that I thought uh, Sunil Chetri you know got in for the club and country. At least you know uh, a club at that you know national level there. Yeah, I think I think uh, that's that's part of the uh, deal that he becomes uh, he emerges as as this leading figure, not only by how he conducts himself in victory, but also in defeat and how he keeps the team uh, banded together. You know, there's we're, we're fanboying out all over here, man. There's there's just no other way to put it. Uh, the guy who's been uh, the AIFF Player of uh, the Year for like five times. I think he's um, uh, he's got the Arjuna Award. He's uh, won every single trophy out there, man. I mean, even even Super Cup, which is one year old, <laughs> that he's he's won that too. So there's <laughs> there's just nothing nothing else left. He's uh, I think he's won Durand earlier in his career. Uh, uh, well, just uh, uh, it could be that Durand is the one trophy that he has not won. Uh, who knows? But yeah, that's that's something to look forward to. His uh, he keeps getting younger every day and of course there's a long career ahead of him uh, but yeah I think I think we should uh, really uh, in, in all seriousness uh, take some time to celebrate today because maybe this is the last big milestone uh, that he's going to have in his uh, career in terms of number of matches played because uh, what it's 100 matches in in, uh, in national team has happened 150 matches uh, for Bengaluru FC is he gonna get to 200 matches for Bengaluru FC and prove me wrong? Who knows? Let's bet on that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's about uh, Sunil Chetri, uh, you know. And and of course we're we're uh, in celebratory notes over here, uh, and uh, everything is positive whenever we're talking about Sunil Chetri. Somebody else out there with whom the situation is not positive at all. Uh, he was the you know. He became the chosen one, a celebrated figure uh, in Indian football a few few weeks back, and then the <laughs> shit, the shit hit the fan, and uh, and yeah, you know, uh, it's Goramukhi uh, who <laughs> became the youngest goal scorer in the history of ISL. Turns out momentarily, yeah, momentarily. That I I, would, I don't know, man. I I really don't know what exactly is going on with that because uh, if if you go back, uh, the best. Uh, you know, perspective in this is obviously from Akash Sharma on Twitter, uh, who's has been kind of a crusader in terms of age fraud uh, in in the recent times. So he, uh, you know, pointed out uh, that uh, it seems like he got the he got the punishment of the first offender. Okay, mm. okay so it's 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 six months suspension, which is the minimum possible. Right and uh, and the registration was revoked. It seems 
what he submitted uh, in the in the central registration system recently which was a, which was a uh, attempt to correct uh, the thing like he was he was older before and uh, then he submitted new papers saying no you know my age was you know too much before now it's less uh, so yeah he's, it seems like it seems like he's he might get off with just a 6 uh, month suspension and a pat on the back uh he might uh, his re- registration is revoked but uh whatever uh, aif disciplinary committee has said is it it does not explicitly say that his current registration which says he is 19 years old uh it does not say that this is invalid uh it and uh, gaurav mukhi says that uh, the other documents that he submitted earlier that was not correct so he's he's actually 19 i think so far that's what he is maintaining so he gets suspended now uh, for six months then he re-registers i i'm not sure if he will you know get into isl teams uh, immediately but uh, mm-hmm. he still has a chance to re-register still be a 19 or 20 year old at that point and uh, uh, work his way back up and uh, play at the highest level he still has the I chance i understand this you know just rewind it a bit uh, yeah. 2015 uh, sub junior nationals Jharkhand uh, wins the trophy, and mm. uh, you know after a while, five overage players are found in the team, and uh, among them is uh, Gorumuki. This is 2015, about mm. three and a half years back, and you know that was the first offence that we talked about uh, being overage, and uh, you know it, it led to sanctions, it led to uh, you know being stripped of the trophy, and also some fine that was levied on the club on, on the Jharkhand Association. So that was the first offense we're talking about. You know, after that, uh, he you know uh, resurfaces uh, three and a half years back, and he's part of the ISL. He's gone into a, uh, the into the franchisee, and you know we are not playing an uh, underage or or age group tournament here. So it's an open uh, open tournament. The ISL I'm talking about. Do have a couple of uh, players who are you not know, talked about from the reserves or from the development side. Mm. So Gaurav Mukhi does score a goal against Bangalore FC, and then you know, just takes him over just a success overnight there again and to get in that equalizer. Uh, so we we're talking about uh, an offence that is committed for the second time, and we we're talking about you know, documents being submitted for the second time by the same player, and after the goal is scored, and when we need to him as the youngest player to score in the ISL. That is when you know it's re-verified. Mm. Now what happened is uh, the CRS system where you upload the player's data and the documents. So it's it's verified by the AIF. Now this is twice that has happened, and you know the offense that he's committed does not actually violate too many rules. At least talking about the ISL because we passed that age 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 group tournament. Mm. So. My one thing, one thing, uh, one one thing, one point I want to get in is that uh, if he is uh, registered as a developmental player, which I think he is uh, by Jamshedpur FC, uh, and he is actually not 19 but like 23, 24, some some shit like that, then Jamshedpur FC are in violation of uh, signing an overage player in the developmental quota because he doesn't yeah. get to be a yeah. developmental player at 23 or 24. So yeah, right. So this this also now applies to the. The, the the franchisee uh, apart from the player itself mm-hmm. so i i feel that there's you know something and on part of the, there's three levels now we're talking about the player himself you know for uh, forging documents there uh, 
you're talking about uh, the, the franchise you know not being able to uh, make a background check for the age verification and finally at third is the AFFCRS uh, system where you know that is the ultimate we are checking for age mm-hmm. verification now revoking the the CRS you know just allows you to continue what you've done twice before mm. so so it's just you know, allowing you to come up with with a fresh documents in after 6 months where is the verification gone has it not been done in the first attempt 2015 has it not been done again when uh, he, he was part of the uh, isl mm. franchise and the third time then again is going to happen so we have failed at three three levels over here and we are failing the third time i would feel if if this is being you know, allowed in the system then we have a loophole there well i think oh, see that's that's where the uh, argument that has been put forth by gaurav mukhi is uh, it, it, i don't know who who's giving him uh, the uh, advices but it's genius he's what he's saying is that the old one was incorrect the old documents that he submitted uh, when he was playing for jharkhand i think that's what he means that uh, that showed him as overage he's saying the overage documents were incorrect and the current documents that he's giving are correct so right now whatever his uh, whatever his passport uh, says well then i don't know man i mean no oh, wait i i just completely messed up uh, how how old he is uh, he's he's actually supposed to be 16 in the documents right not 19 <laughs> goodness me there's like so many ages i uh, i'm just talking to you and i'm uh, you know mixing up the numbers so what he is actually saying is that the 16 year old uh, saying passport is correct right and uh, what, whatever he uh, submitted uh, before uh, which was a 19 year old or uh, which would make him 19 or 20 or 21 that is incorrect that's that's the uh, argument he has put forth now i'm i'm i think part of the reason why aif uh, disciplinary committee has not uh, just gone out uh, addressing that is because this becomes a an issue of uh, a criminal offense right because uh, mm. law enforcement might look into this it's illegal to forge government documents right and and part of the reason why jamshedpur fc might be off the hook here as well is that uh, they have uh, you know made the tw3 uh, tests uh, compulsory in the junior uh, stages now which is like uh, Yeah, age restricted stages under 13 under 15 under 17 uh, and all that jazz but i don't think you have to do an age test in the isl or i league yeah. or, or the senior tournaments right so so what what happens here is that the old standard applies where if if a uh, player comes out and submits aadhar card or voter card or passport something like that which is a, a government verified age document the club has to accept it the club or the academy right uh, because uh, it's it's a valid age document what can you say so unless they have a particular reason and they want to go out and make a uh, you know uh, whatever you, you want to go in and uh, uh, sue a moto take action and take a uh, age test or whatever that that is the club's prerogative but they are not mandated they don't have to do this and if you don't have to do this who's going to do it right so jamshed jamshedpur fc might just be in the clear here maybe the follow up to this is a is a actual uh, criminal investigation where they look back uh, because because see asf disciplinary committee is not going to send send a uh, officer or or a detective to look up his uh, old birth records in the panchayat or uh, the hospitals 
और ओल्ड रेशन कार्ड्स और ओल्ड स्कूल सर्टिफिकेट्स और वॉट एवर काइंड ऑफ डॉक्यूमेंटेशन एग्जिस्ट इन द गवर्नमेंट रिकॉर्ड ए आई एफ एफ डिसिप्लिनरी कमिटी इज नॉट गोन इन्वेस्टिगेट ऑल दैट स्टाफ अ क्रिमिनल इन्वेस्टिगेशन विल सो ऑल दैट विल बी यू नो टेकन इन टू अकाउंट एंड एंड ओनली देन यू कैन एक्चुअली फाइंड आउट दैट एट विच स्टेज द फर्जरी हैज टेकन प्लेस एंड हाउ मेनी टाइम्स and 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 that's that's the uh, you know that's the only way we can get a proper uh, resolution here i think maybe an age test uh, will uh, if if it's done and he is uh, of course age test has like a one year two year uh, uh, kind of period so if if it shows he is 18 or uh, 19 then there is that uh, margin of error that you can say like okay maybe he has not uh, forged the document he, i mean he will have that argument but if it's more than that yeah he will get caught in an in an age test but but i don't see because he is not trying to play in uh, i league under 17 or something like that i don't see anybody mandating a age test on him right and yeah. and, and yeah. yeah i mean and his his programs have been senior football if he, if he comes in if he doesn't get into isl he'll probably get into league 1 very easily and be, be a good player you know a couple of years later make his way back into uh, the top division and uh, yeah you know play uh, as if nothing happened all that shit is in the past uh, are we are we okay with that man i mean somebody just getting a six month i mean it's not like he's not getting punished he may he may if if the criminal investigation finds him guilty he may go to jail uh, that is a still real possibility there but i'm i'm doubtful how how much of that will happen in the end But yeah. so are we, yeah, are we, it's, it's, it's highly uh, unlikely that that is to happen because when we're talking about uh, a player who's uh, who's uh, accepted that uh, he wasn't aware of the documents that he was, uh, you know, he presented. Mm. Somebody he he's not the one he presented with on behalf. Somebody presented on his behalf. You know that's what he's claiming. He might just you know get away out of there. So yeah, I mean we will have him uh, also giving the argument that when he signed those old documents, uh, he was a minor. uh and uh, he he did not know so it, so he might be off the hook for that uh, when you commit such a crime as a minor that is not uh, as much of a bad punishment as uh, when you are an adult and in the end when all is said and done his current passport may be deemed valid which is uh, messed up because that would mean that legally he would still be 16 when he scored the goal and the record will stay with him so uh, i don't know man that's 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 not a very positive image for indian football i think what uh, you know all these academies and clubs need to do is to asap come up with a player who's uh, younger than the uh, declared age of gaurav mukhi and get him to score a goal so that the record is not with him anymore because uh, it's not a good look man uh, all this Ooh. controversy and uh, the record still being with him in the end So yeah, uh, that's 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 what is going to happen. Um, I doubt we've heard the end of this, uh, but we have come to the end of the first half of the show. We will pause for a break. On the other side, we got I League and ISL and uh, some other unpleasant stuff that's going on. Uh, E.g., the referees. Hey, it's been another great week on IBM Podcast. If you're not following us on social media, please make sure you do. We're IBM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 
This week we have a new history podcast, Echoes of India with Anirudh Kanisetti. The inaugural episode narrates the story of Gandhara, the melting pot of the ancient world where Indo-Greeks worshipped Greco-Indian gods. On Cyrus's, Cyrus is joined by Varun Dugirala, co-founder and content chief at The Glitch. Varun recollects his early days as an intern on MTV Pakra, his many oddball jobs and his new podcast, Advertising is Dead. Yes, that's right, he has a new podcast. Launching on the 27th, each week Varun will discuss the changes and developments in the business of advertising, branding, content, media and a whole range of issues that exist within the industry. Episodes are out every Tuesday. On the scene and the unseen, Amit Verma is joined by author and journalist Matt Ridley to discuss the evolution of the universe, life, culture, our minds and our futures. On the Geek Fruit Podcast, they just and Dinkar slowly lose their mind while they're trying to process just how much they were disappointed by the Fantastic Beasts sequel. Last week on IVM Likes, Abbas and Surbhi talk about Homecoming the Podcast versus Homecoming the Show. Also, we're reaching 100 episodes of IVM Likes soon. Share your favorite moments from the show with us and your most memorable recommendations. You can write to us at shows at indusfox.com. Also, send us a voice note if you can and we'll play it on the 100th episode. And with that, let's continue on with your show. All right, welcome back. Uh, we have uh, talked about uh, the good in this episode, which is Sunil Chetri. Uh, the bad, which is uh, Gaurav Mukhi. Now it's time to get into the ugly, which is <laughs> the refereeing, man. What on earth is going on? Like, they didn't learn anything, anything from the last season. And I thought, I thought like the first season would be bad because... Of course, the domestic referees are suddenly, uh, you know, doing uh, twice the number of matches, uh, no resting period, and all that stuff. It's it's rough, and uh, new referees would take time to, you know, develop. The solution was to get some outside, uh, uh, you know, input and and just, you know, increase the number of uh, referees by thirty to forty percent. Get get a few uh, overseas referees into the mix as well. Nobody's stopping them from doing that. The referees association may be pissed off with that, but you know they can't grow the number by thirty, forty percent. So, uh, what 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 do they have to say in the end? This uh, AIF would be completely justified if they just for I League and ISL hired uh, a good number of uh, foreign uh, officials who complemented uh, the uh, the whatever uh, number of referees that are there in India registered. So. But but they haven't, man, and and they're messing up every single day. The Kerala Blasters had, were on the receiving end of bad decisions. Uh, East Bengal uh, were uh, denied a uh, penalty, I think, uh, when they were playing uh, this uh, this thing. Uh, sorry, it was not a penalty; it was a goal. Actually, the freaking yeah. freaking ball went in, and uh, <laughs> everybody saw it, other than uh, the referee. And a lot of people were talking about how uh, you know nobody from the East Bengal team protested. And I I want to I want to point out something, man. Like Minerva Punjab had a goal disallowed last season, and uh, this was in the final stage of the league, where they were going for the championship. And uh, uh, one of the goals uh, was disallowed, or it was uh, a penalty uh, not given. And I remember the the camera cutting to gift Raikhan when the decision happened. And he did not react. He did not get angry. He did not like, shout at the fourth official. He just hung his head and shook his head. Because people have come to expect this now, that, that some referee will uh, make a mess of all your hard work. So that that's where we are now. Man. We, we expect the referees to get shit wrong. And... Uh, Man, it's it's a shitty place to be, man. 
coming back you know where where the problem has started is it's not the number of matches that they are going through is the shortage of referees that we have you know it's just overwhelming the referees that are already there and it's not it, you know it, I have also done his bit. Uh, we talked about you know premiership uh, guys coming in and uh, getting those uh, workshops done for the referees, you know, to mm-hmm. take to help them make better decisions. You know, what more can you, you have uh, you know do to the referees' knowledge and experience? It's it's it, it, it's a tough job. It, let's accept it. Even the uh, the top referees also come up with wrong decisions or not the right decision. It's wrong. It's it, it's it's not the way to go. Uh, it, it's difficult to know, uh, understand being in the shoes and uh, watching the game at full speed. So they they not help with the with the benefit of replays, or uh, you know kind of assistance that you would need from the video side. Mm. So it it's you know understandable that uh, they can get a point of decisions uh, uh, not right, mm. but it's wrong to you know blame it entirely on them. You know it's just too much for them, or for them too much to ask from them. Mm. Uh, but you know, when, when you're talking about uh, small things that can be changed, uh, you know, I do agree. You know, some of the suggestions uh, coming up on uh, social social media, having uh, an additional linesman or additional, you know, uh, a, a goal line ref, for that, as you saw in uh, Champions League matches. You know, at least that can be implemented. If if if, uh, if you know, again, it comes down to the cost. Uh, uh, can it you know work out in the budget that uh, the teams have? Uh, the league is running also on you know, tight budgets everywhere. So uh, this is a, yes, it can you know, just change the course of the game for for one, but uh, can alter the course for till the season end as well. You know the one yeah. two decision that you don't uh, get in your favor. You know it could turn out. Uh, but that, that's the beauty about leagues. You know you you can't uh, blame one decision to. No, to win or to lose a season, it's an aggregation. It's an accumulation of so many matches that we play along the season. So it really can't be pinned down to one or two decisions that you know change the course of the result of the season. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, but when it's happening so frequently, it it has an effect on the final outcome of the season, right? And just especially look at uh, I League. It's so competitive; it's it's mind-boggling. Like uh, the last few seasons, back to back, have been decided uh, on the last day of the season, uh, and uh, one uh, in a wrong decision on that day on any game could have completely changed the map of the league. And uh, just just look at how close the league is. It's it's one point or two points between them, which is we you know if if one wrong decision can make the difference of winning and losing. Uh, and so, so that's that's three points we're talking about. One wrong decision can potentially affect three points. And if the league is being uh, decided consistently by one point or two points, then one wrong decision can potentially change the outcome of the league. And and it's 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 bad to be in the situation where referees are sometimes even overstepping, man. Like. Chennai City one. Uh, I'm. I'm. My mind is boggled that nobody has really picked up on this. What happened with Chennai City uh, in Aizol? Right. There was a bad decision. There was a handball appeal that was not given, uh, and uh, the Chennai City player uh, went and complained, and he got uh, yellow carded. So the Chennai City FC head coach Akbar Nawaz goes to the fourth official and asks, "Is this the standard of refereeing you have here?" 
because he was pissed. Everybody would be pissed in that situation. They they uh, they picked a fight with him, and uh, uh, he alleges. And this is in the uh, in in an official uh, complaint letter written by the Chennai City FC team manager that the assistant referee challenged Akbar Nawaz to a fight to a physical fight. <laughs> how how does this happen? How does how do we how did we come to this? Where the referees are trying to uh, you know have a fight with a uh, with a head coach and. <sighs> and the, uh, apparently the goalkeeper coach was uh, you know challenged by the fourth official which is it, it's just dumb how how just this <laughs> then then what happened was that they did not give him a red card right and they told him that uh, you are banned from the bench you have to go and sit in the uh, stand so that's what akbar nawaz did he went and sat in the stands and then they told him uh and uh, that that you can't be on the bench in the next game also as if they have given him a red card but they have not given him a red card so chennai city went and appealed that uh, that he he was verbally told that he suspended from the bench in the next match they they did appeal that and uh, and the aff uh, you know they just did not have any answer because how can you be banned for the for a match and a half if you have not been given a card Yeah. Right. I think that definitely calls for action, uh, at least uh, following the written complaint. Yeah. So that should be looked into. At least a small inquiry, you know, can uh, lead to at least non-repetition of such actions. Yeah. I mean, this is this is just this is bullshit, man. I mean, I don't know what they tried to get away with here, and I have a theory on why he was not given a card, because uh, you know a referee can uh, go ahead and give a card, right? Uh, to to a uh, head coach if if they are yeah. not uh, you know doing uh, if they are misbehaving yeah. but i think what they may have done uh, is that not given him a card because if if a card happened then this was a this would become a disciplinary issue that would officially be uh, in open with the uh, disciplinary committee and the club has an official channel to uh, you know appeal against a red card right so if yeah. if this then this becomes a hearing in the at the disciplinary committee and chennai city can make their case and the referee could get screwed if uh, they uh, they they are able to make a case that uh, it was not akbar nawaz who was uh, behaving badly it was uh, the referees who were the aggressors in this case so if that happens then uh, they have a problem so maybe they just thought chennai city would not you know uh, muddy the water if they had not given a red card straight away but but how how much of a how much of a you know mind fuck is this that you are told to go and sit in the bench so you go and sit in the gallery and then you are told that in the next match you are suspended and not given a card <laughs> this is stupid i feel uh, but again this has to be brought into the light and which Chennai City clearly did. Uh, we, are, we are talking about uh, teams that have been leading uh, at least at some point in in the league stage. This happened with uh, Minerva Punjab in, in the last season. Mm. Uh, we talked about multiple controversies uh, with uh, the owner who uh, was who was always who was part of the dugout there, Ranjit yeah. Jatan, and and so on multiple occasions we saw him you know get involved uh, with the assistant referees uh, with the force. He was ever shouting the referee is a cheat. Straight away yeah. during an Ireland game, <laughs> imagine. Yeah, no, no, it really happens. You know, the tempers flare. 
but things taken up uh, uh, via written matter i think that is the best uh, route to take uh, and chennai city you know thankfully have gone by that way so at least there is there's a formal complaint register and we're talking about uh, uh, working exchange there's always a disciplinary committee hearing uh, that can you know, listen to both parties so uh, chennai city are going well and just coming back to how they've been performing a uh, fourth straight win on the top yeah. and things are looking great for them but again the pressure is piling they are not too far away from uh, you know being pushed down any time in you know, one bad performance one one slip in in finishing one slip in in the defense you know just changes the course of the game mm. yeah and uh, and that's that's why i wanted to keep that for next week they are obviously uh, in in a visible lead in the league table uh, mohan bagan have just lost a game which uh, which has solidified <laughs> How long have you Mohan been waiting Bagana for that? Real... <laughs> How long? Mohan Bagan, real Kashmir. <laughs> Talk about uh, not being accustomed to the weather. Uh, blame it Wait, on. Wait, no, they uh, lost to Churchill Brothers at home. They beat real Kashmir, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's about it. You know, uh, Mohan Bagan is also you know they can do things. So you know, he's he's the man for them. So we, we talked about Mohan Bagan, you know, just goofing up. Mid, mid midway through the season and again getting somehow you know having that chance towards the end uh, these are the, the decisions that uh, the club makes you know mm-hmm. getting back players uh, having them play just because they uh, had performances in in the past but doesn't really always work out it's not a one man team we need to be uh, seeing uh, you know performance from all around like other teams on wagan is still relying on uh, those one or two players to grind out and get the performance for them. Mm, well, uh, we're kind of waiting, of course, here, but I, I want to remark how long you've been waiting to, uh, you know, tear into Mohan Bagan because they never lose a match. Last time they lost a match was last season, February or March, that was. Since then, they have played like almost, sorry, it was in April, uh, Super Cup semi-final. That, that's the one they lost. Uh, since then, they have played like an entire uh, season of CFL, uh probably like 17 18 matches total uh, that they have not lost a single one of so yeah i mean congratulations you finally got to tear into mohan bagan but uh yeah it's it, it part of part of uh, the problem is that uh, and and the other part is that uh, you know i think sony node was played uh, uh, prematurely uh, he he should not have been played uh, uh, you know he, he I don't think he was ready for a 90 minute game at this point and it's not the case for the first time we've seen it happen over yeah. seasons uh, no I'll, so I'll tell you what this means actually it it kind of means that the mohan bagan management is giving a lot of respect to chennai city because they did not want the chennai city <laughs> game to be sony nordes comeback game they wanted to give him a tune up against uh, churchill palace and he was not that bad except that his uh, crosses just were not uh, received that well and mohan bagan usually when uh, so so far what has happened in the previous games is that one department has failed right the either the defense fails or the or the attack fails in this case both failed and uh, of course they don't have a proper attacking midfielder which which has uh, completely messed up their uh, uh, the flow of the game and there is a gap between the defense and the attack so yeah all all that jazz exists uh, you know they'll, they'll still have to do some signings uh, Uh, when the window opens but but yeah uh, i think that's 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 part of the reason why he was uh, why sony nodi was played was because uh, chennai city com- being the comeback game and him having a wobbly performance mohan bagan don't see that as an option they they need a win against 
uh, Chennai city if they are to be in the race. And that's that's why I wanted to leave the whole issue of whether Chennai city are going to win the league till the next episode because the next episode is coming on the 3rd of December which means we will know what has happened in that game so we will have a much clearer picture of exactly how far Chennai city are going to go uh, in this season and and it's looking very very positive for them uh, you know referring shenanigans aside isn't it yeah so yeah i mean uh, we're kind of weird of course there uh, uh we have uh, a lot of good matches coming up over the week uh, in uh, in you know atk is going to mumbai uh, there's uh, bengaluru are taking on uh, uh, pune city and uh, delhi dynamos uh, i league is on a break till friday uh, so i think uh, that's that's a good thing for us because we don't have to go and watch uh, three games a day and uh, write about them and uh, analyze them and all that stuff but yeah next time uh, next week when we come back we will have a detailed analysis of uh, where things stand in i league and uh, how much of a chance uh, chennai city have and we will also discuss uh, the isl uh, top four race it's not a title race uh, because uh, the real action lies between the third position and the sixth position uh, the top two just don't matter anymore after a while <laughs> so uh, we will we will be going into that but dude final word on you uh, on the on the referee issue what do you think needs to happen for a for a quick fix because see the ref- new referees will take a 3 4 uh, year uh, uh, period to create even if we assume that the process started in uh, 2016 before uh, the referees uh, became uh, accustomed to dual leagues this, still then it's a it's a it's an issue right it's an issue that uh, going to stay with us uh, for the next 2 3 years even if we have uh, a restructuring of leagues till then we will have isl league 1 and league 2 three leagues that uh, three growing leagues actually like uh, there will there will be more and more teams every year that these referees need to cover and uh, i i just don't see how the numbers will keep up with the uh, extra number of matches we are getting every season i think the short term solution to this would be at least uh, getting you know uh, the way we are looking at manpower over here the the, uh, the overburdening of uh, of indian referees is, is basically the problem that we are facing and that's leading to you know mistakes on field mistakes you know um, uh, getting you know this is off the field into play so first thing would be you know get in uh, a manpower of referees you know from uh, possibly you know isl can uh, look into the budget uh, really is really much much more on a tighter budget than I feel so getting a set of referees who you know are quite okay to you know uh, na- to referee national matches uh, that would be you know helpful for the Indian referees. I'm not getting a whole lot of referees uh, to assist, but at least uh, you know a couple of referees uh, to just reduce the burden on the on the Indian referees uh, work in tandem with the Indian referees. Uh, they possibly help you know getting the experience uh, that they have, and you know the workshops also are good. to go ahead but uh, we need to get a solution that you know is we are still looking at half the season gone mm-hmm. so uh, the whole lot of matches remaining so this mm-hmm. can be you no know, one way that right i know I, i can think about right now to get in the set of referees uh, with uh, national league, uh, league match experience and you know have them uh, gel along with the current uh, indian lot yeah well you uh, just suggested bringing referees in from uh, overseas which i think has made the director of referees gautam gaur very angry you can expect some uh, emails uh, uh, that are telling you <laughs> off 
So yeah, uh, that's that's about it uh, this week. Come back next week. We will be looking into uh, whatever is happening at I League and ISL. Slowly start building up because remember December means we are just one month away from Asian Cup. Uh, which everything uh, in the world is all about, and everything uh, that's happening uh, anywhere is leading up to uh, Asian Cup. So we'll be go- getting you more details uh, and in-depth uh, stuff uh, about that. If you are listening to this uh, on YouTube, please uh, like, share, subscribe, and all the other stuff I say every time when the episode comes to an end. Uh, you can listen to this uh, on ivmpodcast.com and the IVM Podcast uh, app, where you can uh, get this podcast and uh, many other all the best indian podcasts all in one place which is uh, you know great to have follow tfg football on twitter for all the updates on indian football uh, and uh, go to the fangarage.com to keep abreast with all the latest stories happening in indian sports thanks for listening uh, come back next week give me a word ya koi bhi line kuch bhi ho sakta hai yaar क्या कहा आपने टोपी ओके मोहन जोशी हेटेड वेरिंग टोपी पहनते ही उसे स्कूल की याद आती थी जिस दिन पास आउट हुआ उसी दिन उसने अपनी टोपी का बॉर्नफायर बना दिया एंड सिंस देन ही कैप और कड़कती धूप में एंड नॉट इवन टू बचो फ्रॉम द ठंडी बट फ्रॉम मंडे ट्वेंटी सिक्स फेब्रुवरी Mohan Joshi had to wear a topi all the time. Why? Because if he didn't, everyone around him knew exactly what he was thinking. They knew that he was wondering how the girl in the yellow churidar would look without clothes. They knew when he was calling the boss a sadela tomato. They knew everything. But how did this happen? Hey, brother, this is the story. And this story you gave me by giving me the starting word. यही तो है द क्रॉक्स टेल्स वर्ड्स आपके कहानी आपके लिए कैच द स्टोरीज ऑन मंडे एंड थर्सडे ऑन द आईवीएम वेबसाइट एप एंड एनी वे यू गेट योर पॉडकास्ट फ्रॉम सी यू सून एवरी वीक कम्स अ शो वेर थ्री पीपल कम टूगेदर टेल यू अबाउट स्टफ दे लाइक अ मूवी a tv show a book and other stuff tune in every monday on the ivm podcast app to ivm likes batman approves this message thank you batman